Welcome to the Fitness Queens podcast, empowering your mind and sculpting your body. Join your hosts, multiple fitness world champions, Alicia Kirios and Stephanie McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of We Fitness Queens with my beautiful co-host, Stephanie McHugh. Hello, everyone. So good to see you, Ali, like always. And hello to all the listeners. It's so good to be on. I think um, baby girl's even saying hello to you. She's giving me a couple of big swift kicks real hard the minute you start talking. I cannot wait to meet her. Okay, oh, countdown. Nice. Two weeks now, Ali. But two weeks. Two weeks and hang on one, two, three days. <laughs> Day countdown. Crazy. That is insane. I know, I know. It like blows my mind when I think about it. But um, two weeks. Oh my gosh, I know. (laughs) It's not long. (laughs) Oh man, I'm I'm just so just obviously right now she's glowing. If you guys can see her face, she's probably (laughs) one of the prettiest freaking pregnant women that I (laughs) have ever came across. I'm like, Ali, you're pregnant. Like, gosh, you are. I thinking, uh, so I have so many women comment that and I can re- like really really <laughs> say the same thing uh looking gorgeous like always Ali and so happy that you look healthy you look so healthy oh my god and I'm feeling it um we actually have a scan on Monday to go in and look at her sizing and tracking the size and development of her over the last trimester because I was growing I guess my obstetrician was worried that I was growing small. So she's like, we need to check on her. And in it's li- like literally when she told me that we would do that, which is about three or so weeks ago to now, and my scans on Monday, um, quite literally, it's almost like she got the memo and she yeah. has ballooned. Yep. Just, so this has been your big, biggest growing yeah. phase these last few weeks. And it has, which usually it is so if I'm really honest it's always been a little bit like this like I've always been and then just (laughs) how you know that last (laughs) trimester is like a but I think it's because my obstetrician's used to seeing me because this is that we've used the same lady now that we used with George and she's used to seeing me the last time around when I had George and even though my belly wasn't like super huge I had to, in that IVF process, gain all that body weight, right? I had to gain all this body fat. I had to change my BMI. Um, I was carrying at this point in the pregnancy, which is funny because I look back on photos and I go, I don't think I'm drastically bigger, but my actual circumference of my belly is actually a little bit bigger right now than it was with George. But I think it's because I'm smaller everywhere else because when we transfer this time, you know, it was a literally a frozen transfer and I didn't have to go through a year long drug cycle. And I didn't, I came out of Atlantic city and then the wedding and I had moved into a development season. So I just started putting on, you know, a little bit of body fat, but it was still negligible compared to what I started with George. So at this point in the process, my circumference of my belly is a little bit bigger than I was at the same time with George, but I'm weighing about four and a half kilos less. Crazy. Oh, lovely. Crazy. Though. I think she was word. like looking at me going, you look, I don't know. Yeah, you look bigger, but you know what? You but weigh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's amazing what, you know, the muscles do to your body composition. So adding more lean mass, which you have done much more yeah. this year too, um, which yeah. actually that's one of the things that we're both, you know, definitely uh, <laughs> trying to achieve. So yeah. yeah. So I think today's episode, what we wanted to talk about was actually cover off a little bit about, you know, just 2023 for each of us as a whole. And then we're going to discuss um, obviously the very exciting news with the launch of the FMG shows and the show schedule. And we've got more to come, but it's so exciting that we've got them on the cards definitively set now for people to start working towards. And then, um, you know, we thought we'd just sort of discuss and share our own respective journeys on route to you know what will be our first fmg stage which i'm so loving the fact that we're going to share this journey again Um, oh yeah but for everyone listening you know 2023 has been a roller coaster ride and 
you know, for me personally, I'm really big on reflective practice. So at the end of every year, you know, I'll do a quick little holy crap, you know, moment and I'll, I will look back on what was and what's transpired and I will, you know, um, try to learn from as much as I can, the good and the bad. Um, and then, you know, just take that with me into the intention setting for where I want 2024 to go, right? Um, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. I believe that we should be really practicing reflective practice frequently, not just at the end of the year. Yes, I don't think we should be setting wishes. We should be setting intentions. And that's a very different thing too. So so we sort of thought yeah. today we'll, we'll cover off some of that. But, you know, I did this post yesterday and it really was like the start of my reflective practice. I've probably been doing it a little bit because I'm nesting and coming into this baby being <laughs> born too. I don't know. The nurturing. But, but man, wasn't 2023 a wild fucking ride? <laughs> Oh, it was a roller coaster, man. Oh my uh, gosh. It was um it was a very tough year for me. It was probably one of my hardest years mm. on a note where I feel like everything pulled me in so many different directions. Yeah. Um it wasn't the same structure that I'm used to. I'm a very big creature of habit, and all of my habits had to change. Um, my effort, my my pace everything that came normal to me was now not normal. So there was just, it was a tough, tough mental year. I think this is probably the year and I've spoke a little bit on this a a couple of times in the, in the podcast before it's like, man, the mental health side of things Mm. really affected me this year. And it was like, God, it got to me more than it ever has. And it was never even in my competitive years, which is crazy when I reflect back on it, it's like, man, I didn't ever really get in my head until I wasn't on stage or I didn't get to compete or I didn't get to go through a prep and I have injuries. Um, And, you know, obviously there's a reason for everything and uh, like all the heartbreak and all, all the pain and all the stuff that, you know, happened. I think that like, again, like there's a reason for it all. And um, gosh, like the reflection, that's just so powerful. So anyone that's listening and hasn't started to reflect in 2023 or hasn't started to reflect on the good and the bad, because it's important to see both and mm. see how you can, Very you know, um, like gain, but also lose by leaving behind what doesn't serve you. 100%. And I think I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> whole concept because for a lot of people they'll look only at um you know what they don't have and it's like there's a hole there rather than going well that leaves space now for something better you know and walking towards something better and I think you know letting go of the things that don't serve you is a massive part of walking one door and hard part one right it is difficult so I guess just for everyone here that's listening you know what is reflecting um it really is about looking at um you know accomplishments challenges um actions you've taken yourself and it's about being really quite honest with yourself about it you know like what did I do well what did I suck at what did where did I freeze where did I procrastinate where did I you know surprise myself um all of those things it's 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 the dual you know um double-edged sword process of looking at the good and the bad but then accepting and celebrating um both sides of that right the things you can't control but then also you know the wins you've had it's looking at um you know from a personal experience point of view the way that a situation may have made you feel and your part in it it's it's all of those things and I I think it should be done personally professionally and then you know if you're an athlete it should be done respectively as an athlete in your sport and in your sphere of focus because every little part of every element across your life in those phases can be built upon you know like Yes. One, one thing is you have to do it with no self-judgment. There has got to be no, you know, blaming. There's got to be no negative, uh, you know, um, connotations associated with it. It's just got to be, it is what it is, you know. Um, but I find it powerful. I really do. I agree. I agree. Look, and that's, I think, the tougher part where you said there, it's um, doing it without judgment. And I think that's yeah. hard, right? It's easier said than done because we all judge ourselves so much. And we sit here mm-hmm. and 
overanalyze and pick ourselves yes. apart. Yes. What, what we always do wrong, but not what we do good. And I see this often, like from not just myself, but a lot of clients. It's like constantly saying, you know, what they can do better, you know, but they're not really, really taking in how far they've either come, how good they actually become at doing what they're doing now. Um, so it's really about reflecting in yourself, not just the year. It's like, okay, I've actually grown from five years ago, like five years ago, me, not just a year ago, me, because sometimes that progress may seem so little and it may it's seem small. it's not there. Yeah. It's so yeah. small. It, it's there. And I think that the more I continue telling myself, you know, well, five years ago, like that difference does make a big heap, you know, for me, because the more I'm able to see, oh, I'm changing, even though before I'm like, oh, I'm the same. I'm the absolute, the same, like whether if it was physical or on a mental note. Um, but in reality, I've been changing so much, but you don't allow yourself to see the progress or the good wins that you're having because you're chasing those bigger wins. Yeah. Those small wins now become like, you know, you're just passing by them. You're overlooking them and you don't see the traction you're actually building. So I think that it's really important, like you said, to, you know, not be judgmental, but it's exactly hard. It's hard. So trying to look at those small wins is what I revert back to. Cause if I keep focusing on the big picture or the bigger wins, I feel like I'm falling behind or I just don't feel like I've done enough. So I hope that helps anyone that's kind of like struggling with maybe not like yeah. seeing how good they're actually doing something that they're doing at the moment, because as they're yeah. chasing the next goal, they're just not seeing how good they're actually at or how good they're actually, you know, progressed. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. And I find too, you know, often it will be that there will be a hang up on one area you know, so if one little portion or part hasn't gone exactly how someone felt it could have, should have, then they forget all these other elements and areas that have been exceptional and they only focus on this one thing. And it's like, no, you can't do that. You've got to wrap up the whole year and be like, hey, there's all this awesome stuff and, um, you know, have to have gratitude for it. But mind you, yeah, we all fuck up. We all like, of course, have to call ourselves out or not, you know, sit there and just make excuses because we all tend to make those excuses. Yeah. So we'll make an excuse, you know, as to why we didn't do this. And um, myself included here, like I can go through some of the things like I think, you know, I didn't do well. Like I think uh, like I could start with that before even going into my to my, you know, wins just because it's we'll, we'll, we'll pick those apart first anyways. It's like, oh, I didn't do that, you know, anyway. Way. So I, I mean, of course, I, I told you guys even um, a year ago, actually, that I would start doing more photography. And that was definitely something that I had high hopes for. And I still do. And it's not hey, something I'm going to go. You spent a lot of time on your coffee, lady. Oh, but that was going to say. You spent a but lot on the of other time on the other spectrum. My biggest win is, guys, I can label myself now as actually like a barista. <laughs> Yeah, you so, can. So I remember that conversation and there was two big things in that conversation. And one, and the first one actually was coffee. So we did prioritize that. That was number one value. Yes, I did pick. Number did two pick. was photography. But in your defense, you were rocking around for at least 70% of the events I went to with a goddamn camera and you were taking photos. The battle, I, man. I have them. I have evidence. There is actual living proof you were exactly. doing it. It's just, Appreciate it wasn't your number one. Number one was the coffee. But you know what I like to say? You had your priorities straight and <laughs> in the right order as far as I'm concerned because I get to benefit from your uh, barista skills now every time I'm around you. I can't deny it. And on that note, though, you gave me some beautiful photos of me and Georgie. So the photography oh. skills are actually pretty And pleasant. I still have some other ones that I have to upload for you that I took <laughs> of Georgie is like literally the cutest but so like guys what I mean is I yes I definitely honed in to one thing more yeah. than the other I, I set up two goals there were two goals I really wanted and I and these were not aesthetic goals guys because we haven't even dug into that yet it's more on trying to create something that made me happy but at the same time I had passion for so there were two things I had set on which was photography and coffee and coffee took the win and I do feel very confident in my abilities at you know managing uh most you know let's say grinders coffee machines um like 
let's say the lingo, like the getting even in conversation with baristas, I felt actually really in, invested into the topic. So I learned a lot this year because I studied it. I made sure I did things every single day that related to it. Right. Um, and then with the, you know, photography, I definitely had the passion, but I didn't have, let's say the commitment to that. Just like Ali said, like I had my priorities a little <laughs> bit different and, but I still had, you know, I, I, and I know this as a coach, if you don't, you know, put into action or at least have the things ready for you and accessible to you, it's not going to ever happen. So having that camera always at hand was actually one of the biggest you know, steps for me, you know, in accomplishing, um, you know, I, I, in my, in my, for me, my, my biggest gap was never really having the tools and always say, oh, I should have had the camera, <laughs> you know, this is a perfect scenario. So instead of that, I always cut out that excuse because I always had it with me. And, and if I had it with me now, it was more on, okay, it. did I see yeah. it up? Yeah. Do I do it? Right. Do I feel embarrassed? And I think that this is another kind of barrier a lot of people may struggle with because I, I I actually notice this more than anything. Uh, I felt a lot of anxiety in public with that damn camera. It was because it was so big. It was different versus a phone. Like on a phone, like you just, I don't know, feel so much more normal carrying your phone or doing selfies or yeah. taking pictures rather than with the big freaking camera you're like but I'm not really a photographer guys and this is me always feeling embarrassed I'm not a professional photographer but look at me with my big ass camera you know <laughs> like it just made no sense and and I guess I was just criticizing you know the looks and you all know what it was it's a yeah. imposter syndrome so you're yeah, a little bit like it. I'm not there yet therefore I'm a fraud and so that's where you've associated that whole fear and anxiety of people judging. Was, Whereas reality weird. is, you know what, until you go out and tell people you are not a professional, no one would even know. They'd be looking at you thinking you are, you bloody idiot. <laughs> you got to stop. Yeah, but this, this, is, this is the beginner mentality. And this is actually a good example yeah. for anyone out there taking on any skill. It's like yeah, we it always look for ourselves as our beginner. And I am, but like Ali just said, no one would yeah. know. <laughs> I was a beginner if I would just take the action and just take the damn pictures and not really care of what they thought. But I cared too much. And obviously, this is a, a this is something I have analyzed and yeah. I have been able to see, you know, this is where my next gap and my next barrier is. I've made progress, so I'm not going to go down on myself and say I failed because I didn't fail. Um, I did progress than where I was last year. So I feel like that's a win. That's so good. But I can be better. I can be better, so I will get better for next year. That is so good. I love that. Did you have another one you want to throw out for next year other than just nailing the photography? Because we already have the coffee down pat. Oh, yeah, those, that's staying. So, um, <laughs> obviously, physically, guys, I think when it comes down uh, to physique, we can say my year was definitely healing my body, getting it to a place where I can actually be mobile and have, you know, good good workouts because I wasn't even able to do upper body at some point because half middle in the middle of the year um, I did have an upper body injury you know due to all these imbalances that I was having yeah. in my body uh, so now I'm still not a hundred percent but I'm feeling better than I have like all year when it comes down to lifting right. um, I must get good you know connection I'm able to get a pump I'm I'm able to load um, there's just a lot of variables that before I just could it was painful I couldn't even pass you know yeah. uh, joint pain like just having over fatigue and just not recovering my metabolism was just not yeah. uh healing itself either so I feel so much better gut wise you know hormone wise my uh you know let's say I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent like I said fixed yet because I still have a lot of little That's areas that some work, but I'm way closer. So I feel good into a transition phase to my build. So yeah. I can't really dive into my builds. Let's say like if I would be a thousand, um, but I, well, I, I do feel for like, our listeners, yeah. what you mean by that is you can't go straight into big compounding strength blocks, right? And just, yeah. you, you just can't Spots do that. Deadlifts are so, still just not yeah. like, yeah. not going to be my friends. It's not that you're not working on building or shaping or growing the physique. It's probably just not the normal strategy you would apply because you're having to use right. rehabilitative and prehabilitative programming still so it's just a little uh, different it looks a little different and I can yes. relate because man we know I did this year in year out like six years it was great. Back for any listener that hasn't uh followed up or heard from the beginning right. Ali had a back break a break 
welcome back, <laughs> which is severe. Uh, so she definitely gets all the rehab work. Yeah. So yes, a lot of rehab work. So I feel like all of that's going to really make a big difference going into my lifts once I'm able to do them. Um, but as of now, they're still not into my program. It's really just a lot of unilateral work, a lot of, yeah. uh, let's say, just stationary things with machines, stabilized um, yeah. I do have some free, you know, some free weight movements just for, you know, again, back to mobility, trying to increase my range, make sure that I am healing and uh, actually able to use my core. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that I wasn't activating as good as they could be. It wasn't mean that I didn't have strength there. It just means that I wasn't firing it up as optimally. So, um, yeah, a lot of things are firing up better in, in higher cylinders. So with that being said, building muscle is 2024's biggest goal is gaining more yeah. muscle back. Um, I've been focusing on building muscle this year, but it hasn't been optimal. Like I said, things weren't really you know, working in my favor. So I didn't really gain the traction that I could have um, by taking the year off from stage. So because of the healing process, I had to stay, you know, trying to go into surplus, but my body just wasn't really liking it too much hormonally. So I had to stay more above maintenance. So that's what my year has looked like a lot when it came down to how I approached my year. Um, but I do, like I said, I feel on the exit of that. So going into getting a little more uncomfortable with maybe adding this surplus and actually yeah. going into true build, which is uh, what a lot of people, I guess, are more excited to see that I've. Oh my God, I can't wait. Because I, haven't, I actually haven't seen this for maybe five what? years. I reckon about five, five years. years on you. Five years. Yeah. Because you've been maintaining, chiseling, perfecting a little bit of shape, but and COVID happened. Exploding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's going to be really nice. And be I can say that too because you look great when you are like a little thicker and a little curvier and a little smoother, but you look, you make off seasons look delicious, lady. Like everyone <laughs> should aim to look as good as you in an off season. So I'm excited for this. I, I really am. Like I, I think let a little that. bit of the condition go because girlfriend, you rock a pair I'm of I'm, I'm fine without having the condition. It's just <laughs> You know, Ali, whenever you have a lot of, yeah. you know, like events and there's yeah. just other things that there's just like, there was no point. What was the point if your body wasn't going to build? Like there was no building, let's say coming out of it. If my effort in my, yeah. let's say intensity in my training was just not going to be there. Um, so now that I, I can apply that and I feel, you know, much yeah. better. So yeah, that's going to be the, the main goal. But at the same time, it's making sure that I can listen to my body and rest more. Cause one of the biggest lessons from this year was slowing my pace. So I actually was able to grow some, I'm not saying I didn't make progress. No, it just, just minimal compared to what it would have been had you been uh, fully healthy. No, I totally yes. understand. I, I can totally relate to that. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited for this. I'm pumped to see this journey. It's going to be so good. And I think everyone should be following it um, because when she's actually in an off season like this, this chick applies champion can, level mindset. I like to try. Too. Good. And it will be nice to see you be a big beast again. It's been a little while, you know, so I'm, I'm so small. I mean, the girls could probably hear the, the, let's say girls that have maybe stepped away from building are like, Oh, I've lost my muscle. Mike, I feel small. I'm like, look, I'm me too. We're on the same boat. Don't worry. Muscle memory will be your best friend mm. and it, you know, you'll bounce back quite quickly, which is great. I love it. And you know, one thing that I do love is that you've talked about, um, and and I think that this is a good segue into where from you know where from once you've done your reflective process is setting your intentions right but setting them in a way where it's a realistic level and you know one of the things you talked about was really slowing down so not having this I've got to be a hundred miles an hour tick all the boxes do everything be perfect and more about hey slow down take time, okay. take attention, um, be present. And instead of being, you know, caught up in that rat race of perfection, just be consistent. You know, um, I, I really love that. And I think that's probably something that I took away from 2023 was, you know, I went into the year thinking post um, Atlantic City where that was only 21 weeks postpartum. I could not build. I could not grow. I was just cutting. I couldn't even train at all for the first 12 weeks with complications post C-section. So I only had like 12 weeks in the gym. Like it was nuts. 
I came out of that and I had all these best laid intentions to go and improve and then hit the stage for a world title, right? And thank the Lord, you know, things happen sometimes for you, not against you. I'm a big believer of it. So one of my biggest reflections in 2023 was that the divine timing of everything, we should 100% just have faith in because when we went for my checkup while I was in the proceeds of in my head thinking at some point in the next two, three months, there's going to be the cut starting. You know, my doctor was like, I'm not really comfortable with you actually doing another comp because we may not actually get you another child if you are really wanting that. So the minute she talked about these things, you know, we just went straight in and not expecting the transfer to work. And we've talked about this on previous episodes, but you know, it took straight away. And my whole, my whole year in the space of three weeks turned on its head and everything that I was doing just looked the polar opposite and way faster timelines on bringing, you know, another little baby into our home. (laughs) Um, but it was all the right time. And just like you, it made me go, hey, hang on a minute. I got to actually pay more attention to what is what, like what is realistic. And also not. I got to a big place of going, I'm not forcing anything. So coming out of this process now, I could go jump on a stage at some point next year. I'm not going to because well, I'm actually exactly yeah. I'm actually going to come out of this and I've even got a strategy and I'm going to share all of this stuff on my social media and I think we might even do a podcast on it on how I'm going to attenuate muscle loss in a state of potential atrophy immediately mm-hmm. post C-section because I didn't approach my C-section with this level of focus and strategy last time because I'd never had one before. I had no idea what I was in for. Right. I did not know. Yeah. hundred percent. So when I do my reflection practice, it's like, okay, well, what personal experiences did I go through? Well, the biggest one that I went through was the C-section post complications, loss of muscle atrophy, getting on stage, just missing first place, what a kick in the balls, you know? So it's yeah, like, but there was such, but you never had it. time to reflect because you were Correct. in such a place. And, and and mind you, you were in a deficit when we were doing reflection last year. Remember exactly. you were trying to get out of, you know, exactly. uh, actually being in yeah. the lowest, probably insane deficit that I think I've seen anyone. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was freaking you know? ridiculous. Like, so, Nuts, something I would right? recommend for someone to do, but I mean, it was incredible achievement of hers, you know, Big even resilience, just- right. It just showed oh, me yeah. the resilience I had, but it was also, oh, like, your, I would never repeat that. Your accomplishment yeah. though, Ali, like inspiration. So it shut all the ladies up. I'm sorry. That says it can't be done, <laughs> done, you know, but at the same time, it did kind of give us a little bit more yeah. of like, okay, oh crap. I never got time ever a gap. There was nothing for you to Exactly. Even a little time to gain that muscle, you know, even slide right back or not in a negative, which is atrophy. Nothing. So listeners that don't understand what the word atrophy means, it's where muscle essentially is eating itself, right? It's like and the scary <laughs> part for anyone listening to this is that literally just three days, it only takes three days. And yeah. what I didn't know moving into that C-section was that um, the whole first seven days, I literally couldn't get out of bed. So just thinking about that alone, if I'm going to lose 0.5% of my muscle every, you know, I think it's. Yeah, it's just the muscle. It's so within three days that starts. It's a lot, right? And especially when I didn't have a massive amount leading into it because I had been compromised through Mm. IVF and pregnancy, right? So this time I was like, no, I'm not doing this. My journey is going to look very different. I'm going to. I have got a strategy about hospital. I've got a strategy with my food to attenuate muscle loss as much as I can. I've got a strategy coming back. And then I go straight into surplus. So there is no deficit yeah. me on the car. Yeah. I'm going to grow like a beast. And my next thing is I wanted to be an umby gumby first time complete beginner at something again. And I wanted it to be something that was going to be mentally pushing my boundaries and limits. And the number one thing that everyone knows is 
from my back and my history and being told that there are things I would never be able to do. The first thing I was told was I'd probably never squat or deadlift again. And then I went on to do my powerlifting competition. So I've always wanted to get to the point where I could be competitive in another sport and I wanted to do CrossFit. But my limitations with CrossFit is I can't Olympic lift because of my back. So I'm going to blast that theory out of the water and I'm actually going to get one-on-one and really safe, safe, proper technique building from the ground up as a complete umbi-gumbi Olympic lifting lessons. So that's my 2024. By the end of 2024, I want to be safe. Building muscle too. Yes. So my whole goal in 2024 is about rehabilitation, then building a new skill set and a pattern and, you know, of movement that I, you know, really got told and also firmly had believed for a very long time that I would never do, that I'd never have access to it. I want to break that and I want to, I want to struggle through something new, but um, have it completely change, you know, a preconceived limiting belief that I might have had around it. And then I want to have that contribute positively to this rebuilding of my physique because, you know, like you, I've got to get back to my biggest, best, leanest self and potentially even better than that in order to be a world champion level physique on the world stage in 2025. So 2024 is going to look really different to what it did post George and in a really great way. And I feel like this is a really realistic intention setting is that I'm not expecting to go be Brooke Entz tomorrow because I won't be (laughs) as much as I would love to be. Mind you, (laughs) I would love to be like either of them. Um, That's not going to happen. But what I can say is I'm going to become a beginner and I will be humble about my starting point and work on it from there, right? Um, And I'm about growth. I'm about growth in every level of the word in 2024. Growth as a parent, growth as a wife, growth as a coach, growth as a student as I finish off, you know, part of my psych studies and then growth as an athlete. So that for me, if I could just sum up 2024 and what my intentions are in one word, it's growth, growth on every level. Um, But I think, yeah, like being able to reflect upon the things and then go, how am I, what I always do, this might help people actually. My reflective process is really simple. It's three questions that I ask myself. Um, What, so what was, the situation, incident, experience, story, whatever in the period or the time or the area that I'm looking at, professional, athlete or personal. Um, So what? So what does that mean for me? What did I learn from it? What was good, bad, ugly, neither here nor there? And then what now? So what does that mean for me now? Where do I take that? Where am I moving forward? And those really simple questions of, you know, what, so what, and what now give you this blueprint to really pull apart and analyze in many dimensions, literally any aspect of your life, right? <laughs> any any aspect at all. And I think it's powerful. I think it really yeah. does help you. It's better than goal setting because it just gives you direction setting and direction and intention are always going to be so much more important mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. flexible and they're growth orientated rather than being rigid and restrictive and, you know, um, something that you set and forget. They become this living, breathing part of you because they're things you think about all the time. Oh, but man, it, I love That's I my love two that. cents on it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I love those questions. And those questions are simple questions, but tough questions to answer. Like, because you have to ask yourself these questions and truly answer them, not just like brush them off with an answer you think should be generic. And I think that that's kind of the tougher part if you're not maybe already doing this self-reflection. And and notice how we're not sitting here telling you goal setting. Um, I it. It's literally about reflecting and trying to know, are you actually being intentional behind, you know, maybe the vision you have or what you want in life or whatever it is that you're, you know, setting out to get as a goal? Yes. But, you know, is your direction and your speed 
you know, kind of going against each other. Because if you're going in a different direction, but you're, you know, technically speeding in a different one, right? Uh, gosh, you're getting pulled and you just think that you're doing things right. And so knowing that your intention is leading you in the right direction first, before you start picking up the pace, um, take it from me, don't go, you know, a thousand miles an hour <laughs> you know, and, and, and hurt yourself. It's really about taking time to slow down and see the areas that maybe you aren't doing too much in, um, or maybe you're not doing enough in, because that is really yeah. the biggest here because let's go back into maybe a, a physical standpoint here like as I think a lot of people will be training maybe year-round and never really take those breaks like they know yeah. or they take too many breaks or it could be vice versa <laughs> right um so it just goes on consistency can you do something over and over again consistently so right. once you can get that down and you nail those habits that are consistent in your day-to-day -day, then you can start you know of course trying to do more um but first is first is trying to make sure that you know you set yourself out to have the right environment if you don't have an environment that serves you exactly. we've said it so many times on this podcast um it's so important to have the right people the right circle uh, just the right setting and if the setting is what's holding you back taking yourself away from that setting and going somewhere yeah. else and creating a new setting that is yeah. going to help you yeah. um and this is the time that you can do the the you know actual cleaning up process uh, of things if you've yeah. kind of felt like you haven't done it i think that this is very important when it comes down to the reflection too it's it's not just the good and bad but also you know what you gained because at the same time yes it's progression but the gaining side is is like your actual people you might have met, the connections you've made, you know, and then that also goes in with the letting go of how you maybe have to let go of people and let go awesome. of environments, yeah. right? So Sorry. like kind of leaving it here. And that's kind of where I feel this um, season, right, of a new year coming in uh, changes for me because then I do kind of reflect on that. Um, it's around the people, not just myself yeah. it's like those that are around me that affect me uh or also that really encourage me or that have really good impact in my life so all of that is addressed into your reflection it's not just um you know your personal wins right yeah, correct um, and for me you know i think one of the largest reasons too that i went not only is it for my own physical health and well-being and then for my potential progression and success as an athlete to not go into worrying about bouncing back and, you know, just gaining this shrinking mentality. I also wanted to have a situation where I was more, um, you know, surplus and build because we all know that takes a lot less of your time and it's a, like, it's an in-depth sort of, you know, it might be a four-day week training structure only versus five plus cardio plus this plus that. I'm not hyper-focused and fixated on food and I'm not running on low fuel. I'm fueled well to breastfeed for as long as I potentially can. I am also, though, therefore present in my home and with my children as I am assimilating a newborn into an environment and navigating for the first time in my life two under two. I've never done that before. So I'm also being really, when I'm setting my intentions for 2024, um, conscious of the other people and the people I care about and my immediate values, which is family unit, not being affected by personal goals that I have, but also me not losing personal goals that I have, because I'm really big on, a, you know, a woman maintaining her own identity and not just becoming mum and that is it. I've always lived that life and I won't stop doing that. But I also recognize that I need to be realistic about what I can and can't do and the time I will and won't have when I'm juggling all these things, right? So so I'm putting baby girl and, you know, managing the family unit and still making sure that I have all this time for Georgie so he doesn't feel like mum's just all of a sudden not mum and doesn't care about me. Exactly. Mum's forgotten me. <laughs> um you know I'm really focused on that. So so this was another part of my decision making balance. Yeah. And the really good thing is is you know look I just have the best partner. Yeah. I don't oh, he's awesome. It just doesn't matter. You know like 
if I turned around and said I wanted to go balls to the wall and do something crazy, he'd be like, all right, let's do it. You know, if I turn around and say, hey, I know I need to actually slow down. Let's take our time. I'm not in a rush. He's like, that's great too. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't stop me from doing anything, but he is 100% supportive to helping me make it a reality no matter what it is but I think he appreciates my decision making process and not go balls to the wall (laughs) right no and and on that note I think it's so important you know count your blessings this is all with your reflection it's like we're sitting here always like again picking ourselves apart so you know the blessings that are within our lives now we can't ever move forward and achieve that next level or those next things or more things if you're never even grateful for what you currently have or what you have in your life or what you've already achieved so really simmer that and reflect and and you know be grateful i think the gratitude is probably the biggest thing that our heart can feel along with love but it's also you know that gratitude feeling when you're grateful there's nothing that compares to it. It's like the same thing with me chasing peace all year. It's like, yeah. uh, I've just been trying to, you know, yeah. stick my own peace, respect my boundaries and yep. create them because I had different boundaries at the beginning of the year that I had to change. And it was the same thing um, from previous years. It's like each year I've had to adjust and I've had to kind of change, you know, maybe how I channel energy or how I'm able to, you know, tap into my creativity or tap into some of the potential or things or talents that maybe I have just really not um, tried diving in too much because I've been suppressing them because all I wanted to do was compete, you know, challenge my physique, um, you know, have this yeah. identity one of one label. And yeah. I, I'm, we're all multifaceted and there's so yeah. many things you can do. If you wanted to be a freaking interior designer, but you know, you have a full-time job, you know, you have a full family yeah. and you have all these things, but that's a passion of yours. And you've just, you know, limited yourself. Well, because you don't, you know, apply um, that as an actual maybe goal, but you know, you can do that. And I think these are the things that we need to kind of find is what makes you happy? What makes joy come into your life it could be music it could be a hobby that you've just never it could be art right like a hobby like that um it could be handcrafting it could be even pottery like all these things that like for me it's been really (laughs) unique but it's really been going into more uh hands-on diy things that have just made me so happy like they just it if I made it, I just am like, man, I made that. Like, and it's sitting on my arm and I framed it. You know, (laughs) yeah, you feel like a badass when you make something. So uh, if you need to get your, you know, little (laughs) creativity hat on, and that's what kind of brings you a little more joy. Like it did me this year. um, I encourage that, like trying to find those things that maybe we've put on the back burner and we maybe set a goal at the beginning of the year and you haven't achieved that. It's okay. Don't, don't, it's okay to fail too, but I just want to say it's like revisit that, but be more realistic with the goal this time. If you said you were going to be a professional, you know, pottery maker or something by the end of the year, and that was also obviously maybe a little Probably more unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe just say, hey, I'm going to start taking a, fo- a couple classes and, you know, yeah. start diving in or maybe buy a machine or, you know, all of the things that would have taken for you to even build those habits. So just, I know that's a, such a weird, random example. <laughs> but pottery gals out there. You You're going to be like, hey, man, I've been wanting to do it. Honestly, I think I brought it up. I've been really looking at how interesting it is to be able to make your own base and your own. Okay, you know what it is? I want to make my own cups, like tea cups and like <laughs> coffee cups. Coffee cups and coffee stuff. Cups. So I like started looking at people making them and I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> I want to do Do you that. understand how expensive they are? The ladies that sell them at the markets that we go to every single Saturday. But I'm not doing it for money. Like, they do it to know how to do it. Bucks. So it's like, <laughs> absolutely we can make a business out of it now that you're talking but still 100 <laughs> so i think too the key here is um you know prioritization so just kind of going okay what am what i going to prioritize and being a little bit realistic about the number of things you can prioritize in a single year because you might try to bite off more than you chew and say you're going to do five things realistically you'll nail one and you'll be 
70% maybe on two, or you might nail two and just start on three. Point being, have a few things you'd love to do, prioritize the most important ones, and then set boundaries, as Steph said, because it's super important. You know, make it known what is of value to you to achieve in that year. Um, because I think most people that are rallying with you are going to want that success for you. So people in your sphere, don't be hesitant or afraid to talk about the things you want to do. Like everyone knows about my umby gumby dreams with my thing. So, you know, Absolutely. I think I think love it is that. cool to be able to discuss with the, you know, people that you love what you want to do. Um and if they make fun of you, they are people that should not, not be around happy. you. That you yeah, should exactly. not know. Cause if they're trying to, you know, be belittle or, you know, technically say your dream is dumb or it's just, you know, even unrealistic. Like who cares if it's a dream that you've wanted to achieve, just be realistic of your timeline. Doesn't mean that you need to not set that goal. Just means that you need to, you know, be a little bit more on, okay, logistically, it might take me five years, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop from saying that's a goal of mine. Because if it is your goal to one day step on stage it doesn't mean that you have to do it by 2024. Mm-hmm. It means that maybe on one day you might step on stage. It could be 2026. It could be 2030. It doesn't matter when it takes, you know, you to get on that stage. So never let anyone ever, ever tell you that, that is a stupid goal or, you know, your dream is just unachievable because it's not true. Well, you set yourself out to do with your mind. Truly, it is incredible what you can actually follow through with, but you have to be consistent in your day to day. So it's very important to set up these habits that we're talking about. Prioritize, again, your goals. What's more important? Exactly. Is it your health? Because if obviously your health should be one of the biggest things on this totem pole at the top. And if it's not, then we probably need to reorganize this list. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 2024 could be a whole nother kind of roller coaster. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and I think, too, you know, the other thing for, and I think you'll agree with me on this, um, I'm just looking forward to having a year of celebrating and being deeply entrenched and involved in, um, you know, the rollout of these exciting new stages and platforms for people and knowing that that's what we're working towards, you know, it's going to be a really, really beautiful year, you know, and I'm, I'm loving the concept of being, you know, a bit more of a mentor to a lot of people and, um, you know, guiding people through that process and also supporting and developing and growing this for everyone to be able to experience something amazing. Um, I don't feel that I have to be on that stage because I feel like 2024 is going to be a little bit more of a supporting role rather than a, than a, than a lead actress role for me. And I think 2025 will look out, you know, Um, I feel like everything we're doing doing in You will see both Ali and I. Yes. You guys, if anyone that's listening and is, you know, interested or following the FMG platform, it is the new organization that we are very, very proudly a part of um, and representing it's FMG shows if any listeners haven't already looked them up um or following the them on show schedule has just yes they've just started releasing some it's super been, exciting locations boom, boom, boom. like and, dude, oh, amazing I'm locations like it is worldwide y'all so there's going to be pop-up dates coming out um they're still locking in venues it's yeah. really a hard thing um, to, you know, solidify and lock in things like that. So they're just getting, you know, obviously the ball going and they've already mm-hmm. released so much. I'm pumped. I know here I'm in the States, pumped. it's buzzing. Um, the first U.S. Pro-Am is happening July 14th here in Dallas, Texas. And then we're obviously starting off the year in Australia. So we had the first yeah. year of the first show of the year in April. What's the, what's April the date? In Sydney. So April 28th in Sydney. April 28th. And so those are the first two. Yep. So first two. So that'll be the very first launch inaugural show. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. I cannot wait. I'm so pumped for it. And then our very first overseas trip is going to be to see Uncle Kerry, Steph. 
<laughs> Y'all are going to cook some amazing food. <laughs> yep, absolutely. We're going to come early just to smash the barbecue. Do you know what I love about off seasons? You get to eat. You get, I get the to have, get to have tamales. Oh, yeah, your mom's going to feed you some good. I'm going to be fed by Mama Bear like you would not believe. I'm getting down and dirty in the kitchen with Mama. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be all about the tamales. Mate. Oh, and she's, she, are, are they, oh, yeah. Are the kids going to be traveling Yeah, with of you? course. 100%. Oh, my God. 100%. I can't. Yeah. yeah. So guys, this is a lot of obviously already happening, but there's going to be more show dates released. Um, they're like locking in a couple things. And I believe by the end of the year, they're going to be saying some more news. So I'm super, yes. super pumped. So just kind of stay tuned on their stories and on their pages and yeah. you'll get all the notices. Ari and Pauline are just running this so well. Their yeah. organization is so professional. You can already see their yeah following through with everything that they've said that they were going to do. So to me, that is already the biggest kind of like, oh my gosh, these people are legit because they actually are doing no. their actions speak for themselves. I, I was going to say that I feel like it is um, like just true leadership, right? It's, oh yes. From the there top. Is, there is not a single thing that gets said that has no subs that, that is failing in substance. Like every single thing is, meticulously executed on and I really appreciate that for all of the time and the effort and the energy and the you know emotional and financial cost and the sacrifices you make as an athlete to get to that stage that's what's important is the fact that you're going to have an experience that irrespective of the outcome in placing you walk away from it feeling like you've accomplished something, feeling like you're a part of something and feeling like you had a fair shakedown with some really solid feedback to go away and do something better next time. Like it's a very different, um, it's a very different experience. And so for me, I'm like so proud of it because I know that it's going to be everything that I want for my athletes and my team and my community and my best friends and my peers and my, you know, people that I love that I stand beside on stage even, um, as well as my own journey. It's going to be a powerful, uh, I think, new chapter for all of us. And and it's super exciting, you know. Um, I just can't say anything more than the fact that everyone can expect to have a wonderful experience, but also to feel like they are genuinely part of something. And I think that's super exciting. So this is why I said I'm, I'm, I don't feel devastated about not getting on stage. I am loving having a support role in this, you know, new chapter. It's, it's really cool. And I think it's going to be amazing to see everyone see all the familiar faces, see some old faces returning, then meet all the new faces. Oh, I'm, I'm super pumped. And you know what? This show will be the day after my birthday, so I'll be celebrating my birthday with you for the very first time. It's amazing. Okay, I did not know that back, so yeah. that makes me even So we're throwing a party. You guys, we're going to have a really, be. really good little party at my house yes. for this moment. Oh, normally, I'm fun with you. <laughs> I spend my birthday weekend, or it's it's either side of it at the Sydney show in Australia. Oh, yeah, usually around then, it but it's it's all changed now. So now I'm going to be spending my birthday. We're gonna put a cowboy hat on. Tell mum, I have an order for birthday tamales. Oh, I'm telling you, she's she's already probably and, doing. She's in El Salvador. So I can guarantee you, she's probably gonna bring you cheese from El Salvador. Because oh. <laughs> that is just how they do this. Like, go to their home country and they come back with all the beans and and, and I'm like, you guys I brought love cheese. It. They're like, oh, Stephanie, you don't get this cheese anywhere in the world. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> mother. I love it. I love it. So, so we're super pumped and I, I can't wait for that. I think that it's going to be an amazing start to the year. But I also am really grateful, again, the divine timing of things, right? It actually kind of has fallen into this beautiful space where the schedule works for the process for me post-baby. Like it's, I will be... 100% post the Perfect healing timing. process. She'll be settled into her sleep schedule. I should have a really solid routine between juggling toddler and newborn and business and studying. Oh, bless you. Training. Right, it's, 
it's going to be good. in for you're going to be in for oh, a nice nice little roller coaster here scary <laughs> Oh, the sleepless yes. nights and all the things that she's about to be waiting, I know. waiting on. I know. <laughs> good stuff. I'm, good stuff. I'm taking advantage of the last two weeks that I have now to just get as much time with George as I can because for the first, which I'm going to really struggle with actually, and I don't know if any mother's listening to this. If you have any advice, please DM me because I'm here for it. Um, I'm post-C-section. I can't pick George up at all. For the first, oh. it's like four weeks easy, right? So I'm oh. going to really struggle with that because he, I know he's going to be, he's, 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 he's going to you know, legs and wanting to be picked up. So it's going to be, it's going to, I'm going to feel like, Georgie, like a bad mom because you're not picking him up. <laughs> guilt and all these things because I'm not going to be able to pick him up and he's going to see me holding this new one and want to know well, why are you able to hold her. So this is a is real like a technique, mom. Some moms out there, is there a technique that you guys do yeah. to get the kid like? Give me like, some. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is there a way you could crawl up your leg? <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. This kind of. You know, I have moments where this keeps me up a little bit at night um, about how I'm going to approach this. But anyway, there should be, a coming up. There should be some device made that kind of has to be like a contraption like, just to bother like, a press. Yeah, just put them on the press, go up. I don't know. If, it, if it's not, it hasn't been invented yet, maybe someone's listening. Oh, my God. So, so, you know, <laughs> like yes, I'm coming into these challenges and then I'm coming into. Four weeks is quite a bit. I mean, yeah. mamas that are even single moms, like, what do they do? Like, you know, when you like, think about how much time you're cuddling them all day, every day, you're like, oh, my God, that's going to be. How am I gonna how am I gonna cope? <laughs> Let alone how's he gonna cope? He's probably gonna be fine. <laughs> like, whatever, mom, see ya. And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> but I'm, True. I'm, I'm trying to get as much time in there as I can. And I'm also just trying to give myself grace and not push my button to get up out of bed a hundred miles an hour first thing in the morning at four or five. Um, if I hear him and Christos has been amazing. He's let me sleep through that early part if he wakes up early because he knows. The right around the corner, I'm going to be every two hours, every three hours. There'll be, be yeah. So he's been amazing. He gives me that extra grace, and I've been giving it to myself because I don't have it for long. And then it's going to be, God knows, because every child's different. She might sleep through the night early. She might take a year. We don't know. So we just you got to roll punches. Oh yeah, and you know, of course. You have to navigate things as they come. I think sometimes we build up the anxiety way beforehand, like kind of like we're saying that we have been doing over a couple things, um, you know, recently or even throughout the year. It's like, but we have to not stress over tomorrow and not stress over what's not here, right? Take it day by day and just know what yeah. can I do to calm myself now because that's all I can take care of. And that's all yeah. I can do, right? At the end of the yeah. day. Exactly. Really, all you can do is like exactly. you know decompress for that day, and yet, but exactly. still send the tips to Allie because I do believe that this <laughs> is very important. Yeah. Something that needs to be fixed at some point for any post C-section uh, mom. That is yeah. tough. I mean, that, that's a mom. That's tough. a long like, time. Trust me, after having done two vaginal births mm. and now be my second C-section, I'd still choose a C-section any goddamn day of the week. But uh, I. I, I think I'm gonna request downside. it. <laughs> it's the only downside is that, like, oh my god, when you have a little little one as well, you can't pick him up. So that's the only thing for me where I'm like, oh, this is gonna be challenging. But outside of that, yeah, I would never go natural ever again. Well, New Year, she's starting the new year off with a baby girl. I am so starting it off with bang. <laughs> so please, you know, send me all of your advice. Sending all your prayers, <laughs> sending all the good vibes to you. And and, um, and if you have any questions on any of the, you know, um, things we've talked about today, you know, around reflective practice, around, you know, intentional setting, around the FMG show schedule or anything at all, please don't hesitate to contact either Steph or myself. And if, you know, there's anything in here that you think was, you know, interesting or of value or, or you've just got a friend that could help, you know, this one here out <laughs> with some advice on this whole. Yeah, all the advice with Ali, y'all. If I had any, Ali, I would tell you, Fair but I'm, I'm empty here. I, I, I still am amazed they haven't created a device for, for babies post-C-section or oh something. I mean, how to cradle and, with your baby, how to pick them up. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's like cool. We appreciate you guys. 
seriously, everyone, mm-hmm. we do appreciate you guys. We we always see the shares. We always see yeah. the reviews. So we appreciate that. And please don't stop because that is how we get uh, shared and get to more audience and more other you know people that need to hear or just be part of our community. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. And to exactly. stick around all year, if you've been listening or catching up on the episodes, um, you know, I've, I've had some people say, hey, I've binged on uh, y'all's episodes and heard like a few. I'm like, oh, well, you heard a few. Like, how many hours were you on? <laughs> <laughs> cardio. I'm like, oh, it's not the week doing cardio. It's like, okay, good. That makes you feel better. You know, <laughs> having you guys always tune in and, 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 you know, have you guys as our listeners. So we do Thank appreciate you. y'all. We're grateful mm-hmm. uh, that you guys are actually one of the things that I'm grateful for that I had down in my list uh, when I went through my gratitude. Uh, same as you, Allie. It's always a, a oh, blessing I- to be every time uh so hey to all of you make sure you reflect you are analyzing how your year went good the bad but don't be too judgmental make sure you're having good intentions you're you know calling yourself out but not doing it in a mean way you know try to make sure you have a game plan going into 2024 don't self-sabotage and don't let yourself go just because it's you know just a week before the end of the year and say let's just go ahead in the towel and not do anything until January 1st don't be that person so you're setting yourself up now and you'll hit the ground running come January you can already set yourself up for success if you start now rather than waiting so rather than sitting around and you know dwelling on what you think you should start tomorrow start it now so I hope today's episode helped anyone or helped everyone (laughs) um thanks for spending time with us we really really appreciate it and we look forward to bringing you, you know, some really exciting guests in the new year that we're yes. lining up at the moment, um, but also just, you know, hopefully more and more content that you, you know, can relate to or get something out of. So thank you again. Please follow us, subscribe, leave us reviews and share with friends and family. We appreciate every single one of you until next time. See ya. Bye, everyone. Bye.